Hi, this is Candy, the flannel girl, Allison, and this is The House That Screams. I am so excited about tonight's film. I really can't contain myself. It is my favorite horror film of all time. That would be 1978's Dawn of the Dead by George Romero. So I'm super excited. Yay! Yay! And guests <laughs> tonight include Daniel Nightmare Nerd Ryan. Greetings, my fellow horror fanatics. Cameron Sullivan. Die, die, you zombie bastards. <laughs> Rob Antiquetta. How do you do? Sean Smith. I see you, chocolate man. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, 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 shit. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> and we also, um, we have a special guest tonight, um, Dave Gurman. I'm going to hand it over to Dave and let him get the ball rolling tonight. Welcome, Dave. Oh, thanks, everybody. I'm really excited that, that you asked me to join. And uh, uh, let's see, this movie, um, so it came out in 78, so I was 13. So you talk about the sweet spot for a teenage boy for this kind of film. And uh, so when I finally had a daughter of my own uh, years later, I would talk about this movie a lot when she was small. I would talk about, you know, horror movies because I kind of wanted her to be into it. And finally, I think she was about six or seven. She finally worked up the courage to say she wanted to see it. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, so I, I sat her down and I like, prepped her for it. I'm like, this is obviously her mother wasn't in the fucking room. And uh, so, <laughs> I wanted to prep her for it's what this, this is what you're going to see. You know, obviously it's not real. You know, everything's fine. If you want me to pause it, I'll pause it, whatever. You know, I did, did the whole fatherly thing, you know, like, uh, like a uh, Ward Cleaver, you know, drink your milk. And then, um, so I start the film, you know, and it's going along, cruising along pretty good, you know, and then Willie's gone ape shit. And then that first big bite when Miguelito takes a chunk out of, I don't know if it was wife or his sister, you know, that bite I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I look at Zoe and I'm like, I am the worst fucking father in the world. And she's like, what does that parent. make us as parents? Because I do not judge, you know, I'm not here to judge. Uh, but still, to, so she's 22 now. So to this day, I like uh, every now and then I'm like, so I didn't fuck you up too bad, did I? And she's like, no, <laughs> dad, it's okay. But, you know, she's still, she's really in a horror movie, so it worked out good. But that, yeah, that that's one of my fondest memories of this movie is sharing it with my daughter way too early you know what i mean like yeah. you're, you're no worse than my mom when she showed me money python that rabbit's a killer it's a monster it's cool things monty python is allowed yeah that, that's but i know mean, there's a lot of <clears throat> this movie affected me in a lot of ways but 
none better than making me question my parenting. <laughs> you know, I didn't question my parenting too hard. My kids are horror fans. Our oldest daughter is 20, and we've got an 18-year-old daughter, and Ash, the baby, the boy, he's 13, and he's just now getting into stuff. He's going to hate uh, you. uh, No, he loves it. He watched uh, Day of the Dead last week, and I was so proud to show it to him. Like, this is a gore masterpiece. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. You know, so Dawn the Dead, uh, my daughter is is more into that one. Ash has not seen um, the original. He's only watched the remake. That's another story. I was not involved in that decision by the way um <laughs> because no that's that's a whole different topic but uh, uh i'm gonna show him the original first but no i think my, because of my mother uh, is how i saw the romero films and um, she showed me night when i was young probably six and it scared the living <laughs> shit out of me and it was the darkest movie and then you know a couple years later i see dawn and um this movie, like, it, I was so emotionally fucking invested in these characters. And I have, you know, it, it, my iconic moments uh, segment in season one, I, I did speak of this movie. And my favorite part, which is Flyboy. I'm so obsessed with Flyboy. I have shirts of Flyboy. I just talk about Flyboy. I'm getting a tattoo of Flyboy. And, like, like everybody in the family is in on it. They're like, oh, Flyboy. Oh yeah, Candy. You're going, you're going to hate these episodes. Uh-oh. Don't you talk Uh-oh. shit about Flight yeah. Boy? Oh, I, I have. I have. Box. Oh, my Shots goodness. fired. Yeah, I have. Hey. You can't talk about Flyboy. I, I can because there, there's the a lot man. of. And, and and here's the thing. Uh, um, his performance is great. I love David M. Dean's performance. Ramirez's well, favorite zombie performance of all time, by the way. Just just some trivia. <clears throat> yeah, but Flyboy fucking sucks, man. He does become a antagonist he's in some ways. No, he's such an asshole. Oh yeah, so, the character. Yeah, he's a that's dude. the idea. He's he's an asshole in a hat. Like he's so asshole. dumb. Like, you know, like when um, he's, you know, Peter's like, oh, how do you like being at the other end of a gun? scary isn't it you know like yeah he's dumb oh that part where right. he's trying to shoot the zombie think... and he's down like in like the whatever but he's the... not as dumb as this one dude <laughs> no when, but... he's, when he's down there shooting that zombie and like you know ricocheting bullets i'm like you fucking idiot yeah but that was yeah, uh, wasting, <laughs> wasting your ammo and shit no but here's the thing like the uh peter and roger go down after they've gotten into the mall they go down like to look for surprise uh supplies and they leave fran a gun you know, so she can protect herself while right, Flyboy right. sleeps. He wakes up and decides, oh, I want to go help, and takes the gun with him and leaves her defenseless. And the, the, oh, like, yeah, oh, I can't. He's a motherfucker. I mean, for yeah. sure. But here's the thing. Like, he goes down to help them, and he's completely fucking useless to them. See, uh, <laughs> your misunderstanding, as I, I totally agree with you on this. I'm just saying Flyboy as the zombie. When I say Flyboy, everybody knows it means from the elevator open on he he's just fucking amazing and it's a short little burst but i mean that is just like masterful to me when you're in the elevator so this whole love affair you have of flyboys is it's it's not like i'm in love with him i'm just i'm in love with his his work as a zombie and he's to me, one of the most frightening uh, zombies yeah only bob sure words man it's like an elevator zombie fantasy 
Listen. You guys want to come at me or what? What the fuck? Listen. Okay. I'm just saying, like, for, you know, Steven, like, he's the bumbling fucking doofus. Um, you know, and, and Roger yeah. gets a little nutty at, at the end I, of his I, I, I disagree. He's a doofus, but he's not as big a doofus as this one dude. And I'm referring to John Rice's character. That's right. The dipshit officer at the project scene. Okay, we're not <laughs> oh, even oh, oh. at that part. Like, I'm talking, like, main characters. We'll Fun fact, MST3K connection. He was in the shit fest known only as Time Chasers. Yeah. Really? Uh, <laughs> his career went somewhere. Uh, the, the biggest dipshit in the movie is the guy who asked for cigarettes. Oh my god. We do a really good impression of him. You guys saw the cigarettes? And and the minute they get in the helicopter, everybody fucking lights up. And it just gives me every time. I'm like, that would so fucking be me. Yeah, that's the part I resonate with the most. Like, you know, somebody asked for sorry, I ain't gonna go out. As soon as they had a shot, yeah, let me light up a stove. As soon as I get in there, like, everybody's fucking smoking. It is hilarious. But my favorite quote from that dude. We're going to go to an island. What island? Any island. To be fair, Gibbons is also pretty hot-headed, and he doesn't even have that much screen time other than the beginning. (laughs) Yeah. He is just off his ass. He wants this report, and he's like, dude, people are harboring in here. You're not going to get a consistent news report. (laughs) (laughs) Would you be able to give a positive, uh, you know, a report when Best they girls. <laughs> <laughs> well going back to flyboy for just a second um because i have <laughs> to talk about flyboy it's very important to me uh, i talk about it all the time except your fly boy <laughs> <laughs> you know the character of Stephen, you. you know he's this bumbling you know kind of doofus guy and you know fran you can tell <laughs> is kind of tepid on the romance with him you know, they, they do kind of make that apparent throughout the course of the film. Like, yeah, I'm pregnant and stuff, but uh, um, that's about it. Thanks. Anyway, um, but so when he's in the elevator and he's really kind of, you know, improved as a character and then you start seeing him get bit. And then, you know, it cuts to other scenes and then it comes back to the elevator. Ding! Opens. Out comes Flyboy. Most <clears throat> amazing zombie ever performance. And not just, you know, the way that he handled himself, which was so great. By the way, that was inspired by the mummy, as what David M.G. said. Um, but That makes sense. But he yeah. also, when immediately coming out of the elevator, he leads all of the zombies to that false wall yeah. that they have built leading up to the climax. So, I mean, it's just like a very important part of it. And, it, and for me, as a kid, when I watched it, it broke my heart, all the work that they had done. And, you know, here he was, he was really trying to help and do his best. He's, he's, you know, improving as a character, growing. And he fucking goes down. And then he becomes, like, the most badass fucking zombie. You know, he's all fucked up looking. And it's just, like, your heart just drops a little bit. Or at least mine did. That's how I am. But, you know, um, much like I did with Roger as well. But, um, you know, you didn't want to lose any of our four main characters. We got to know him so well. And the fact that he leads everybody to them, to the remaining here in Japan, it's like, oh fuck, because he it, and it's crazy the way he does it. He starts like chewing on this false wall, and it's yeah. like so fucked up and creepy, and so effective. So okay, I'm done waxing about. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, I had to do it. I had to do it. I get so excited. <laughs> so excited. I just say because I just I'm watching it right now, and the, the just that 
that scene when, when the elevator doors first open, that first instant when they open and the zombies on the outside all like thrust their hands in like they're going to grab him. And then they realize there's a zombie and he just keeps his head still, but he kind of looks, he kind of drifts his eyes back and forth. And he's like, yeah, fuckers, daddy's home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do so, like that. Yeah, like just his performance is so yeah. fucking great. Yeah, that that really is chilling. It's a great, it's such a, it's such a great performance. It's it's funny too because like every Romero movie has like the like there there's zombies, but there's always the main zombie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the leader. And uh, Bub and uh, Day of the Dead, Big Daddy and Land of the Dead. Yeah, uh, Big Daddy. Uh, let's just forget the uh, Diary and Survival Resist. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's funny too because uh, like 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 Candy says, like like David just said, uh, Flyboy really becomes the Big Daddy zombie. But like he's all the way at the end, you know what I'm saying? Like this is the climax of the movie, and here like you know Big Daddy zombies the one that shows up you know what i'm saying and it's flyboy it's one of our main characters which you know i agree with candy is is, is particularly devastating you know in in contrast to you know the, the characters and stuff it's just as devastating as roger which i think is a very chilling scene as well because you know roger's kind of a loose cannon but you know he's got the bromance with peter and you know, but when they're out there moving the trucks and he's acting all crazy, I'm like, oh shit, yeah. this motherfucker's gonna go down. It's gonna yeah. go down. Let me tell you, one time I, I watched this, uh, I was watching this and my sister came up. And uh, my sister doesn't like horror movies, but uh, I was rolling weed at that time and she, and she wanted to smoke. So if she wanted to smoke, she had to watch Dawn of the Day. Oh, yeah, she wants smoke. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, we're watching it and, and she's watching it. She's she's watching it with me, and she looks at you know the bromance between Peter Rogers. She's like, "Are they gay?" (laughs) 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 She said, "They seem gay." It's a bromance. (laughs) There's there's got to be some fan fiction out there somewhere. Oh Oh, God, they're probably. Rule forty nine. I'm pretty fucking sure there's some there's some some fan fiction out there. Yeah, exactly. Like Daniel's saying, yeah, it, it. I'm sure. Rob's like Rob's sliding his his notebooks under the bed right now. Hey, 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 hey! It's a sausage party. I have seen shit from Rule Thirty Eight. I wish I hadn't. I try not to go there. I really do. Kirsty, shut up, creepy pastas. So, um. Let's talk about Tom Savini. Oh Lord! Oh. You know we, we why you say, say Oh him. Lord? You love Savini. Because <clears throat> that's that's the whole that's that's the whole conversation right there. I know. We Let's we could started. we could spend hours talking about Tom Savini. Yeah. So, so, so we want to say that. Can I just interject real quick? Yes. Good. Yeah, um, Candy, have you seen uh, the Fiend of WWE? Uh, no. Me, me being the wrestling fan, I am. No, I haven't. Uh, I'll go on YouTube, look up The Fiend, the mask that was made top by Tom Savini. Oh, that's so rad. He's, he's oh, good at oh, oh, no, 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 I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about, Dan. The uh, Fiend. He oh, made that? Actually, I think Heel. you linked me Hurt. that before, Heel. actually. I think we did talk about that, yeah. Yeah, that, I love that this was Tom Savini's work. Just okay, so, so if we're not going to talk about Savini, let's talk about the pies in the face. <laughs> was was such... anybody a fan of this besides George Romero? It, it was 
it was one of those scenes it that like fun. when it happened it it took me took me i was like what yeah <laughs> where did this come from i was watching it with Diana, my roommate and she was like why are they throwing pies in their face again yeah, it's like pies and the seltzer That's water. And it's yeah. to add insult to injury, basically. Just be like, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, you eat me. I mean, eat I guess one. I interpreted Why did America's Finest Home Videos are so many nut shots, you know? Just yeah. right. Well, yeah, and given the social commentary, I'm sure there was some other influence in there. I haven't listened to any of the commentary, but there I'm sure. There actually is uh, some, there is this, a story behind it. Is he um, referring to how we basically, we Americans, we eat shit, basically, you know? No, actually, it wasn't food. that deep yeah. at all. No, there was no depth to it. Um, his wife, actually, Christine yeah. Romero, she fucking hated it. She said, George, don't do it. Yeah, she was like, <laughs> yeah, she was like, this is fucking stupid, George. Yeah, so. this is absolutely fucking dumb. And he was well, like, no, no, no. And the reason he insisted upon it is because Marilyn Eastman, who played Helen, um, Harry's wife, you know, the sellers, the safest place, you know, his wife. Um, um, <laughs> we know. She, she yeah. had joked with George about, you know, different ways to kill zombies. She, and she said, like, well, maybe pies in the face. Yeah. And so because of that, he felt like he had to do it. And plus, I think, you know, he got some glee out of it. But everyone else literally was like, fuck you, George. Oh, my God. <laughs> fucking dumb. <laughs> that ma- it makes me think of, uh, you know, the, um, the dance scene in Young Frankenstein. That's a song and dance scene. Apparently, um, Gene Wilder and Mel Brooks had a huge fight over that. What do you go? Right, exactly. (laughs) Apparently, they had a big fight over that. It makes me think of that. Um, And and apparently, uh, or uh, in uh, Young Frankenstein, it works. I don't think it works uh, as well in Dawn. I have to say, it takes me out of the moment. Right. Yeah. Absolutely does. And for a lighter feel in Dawn, he talks about like the blood being more orangey, and he wanted more of a comic book feel. But it's just, it's (laughs) it's just too. It's too much in the other direction. It's I want I wanted stupid. my darker and you know And that's and, and, and the that's movie was very dark. It was very dark. It had a couple of moments of, of, of levity and it. Yeah, there's, there's a few funny moments. Funnier than I mean I don't I can't think of anything funny in day. Um I Rose. Rose cracks me up. Rose that's we have to the day conversation because for another yeah. time. We but, uh, we will talk but, about Rhodes in a minute though, for just a sec. But in, but in the dawn, it was he was trying to be a little bit lighter, but yeah, the the pie it just goes too far. I think I know there's a big you know, people argue back and forth. I think it's too. Uh, I I don't care for it myself. Oh, I can't think of anybody I know so that does. And I've always wondered what kind of pies they were too, like whether the coconut cream. I think or, probably yeah. like the, just cream with cream. Just whipped or... cream. Just just yeah. whipped so, cream in a pan. <laughs> I agree that it's a questionable choice. However, it's such a brief scene, it doesn't really affect me really one way or the other. It's enough it's, to pull I, me out I, of the moment. I, I, I actually appreciate it because it adds to the complete fucking lunacy of the moment. You know right. what I'm saying? Well, it's, a com- it, it's just complete chaos. That's Romero's specialty. And, yes. that's, yeah. and that leads to something that Candy and I were talking about before we, we got on here. Is the fucking dude that sits down at the blood pressure machine? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that, like, that, uh, that that's a my good. My mom, when we watched it the first time when I was a little kid, she's like, this motherfucker. Is so fucking dumb. Like, and that's how my mom talked. But I mean, and I was just like, <laughs> I didn't understand, like, because at first he wants to go do it, and they're like, no, dude, no. And right. then like even more zombies and like absolute chaos is like raining. he has and he's like, to fucking do it. Yeah, I better check my blood pressure. All this fucking stress. But I think honestly, it was a vehicle for Sabine to show some effects. Yeah. Um, which they they were, they were pretty nicely oh, done, yeah. which he perfected. Get your money's worth. Later on in day, the the yeah. some of the effects used there, but. You know, I really think it was just Savini because, you know, he and he and George had the bromance, but 
um, I think he was like, hey, George, let me do this because I really want to, you know, do these effects. And George was like, cool, okay, why not? Yeah. Well, I, yeah. think, I think you George know, wanted to get, get the punchline. They just work. The zeros on the readout, I think, is the punchline to that joke. And I think that's what George wanted. He wanted to show those zeros. Your blood pressure is, you know, zero, zero over zero, zero. I think that's what he wanted to get to there. The, you know, that's like the that's the payoff of that whole gag. Is yeah. The, uh, For I, me, the payoff was the gore. <laughs> like, I feel like, you know, you, you know, that does make a little funny little statement. But I, I just to be fair, a there, for gore. there is some there is some good music in that scene, too. It's just kind of pumping you up. No pun intended for the actual next. Oh, uh, 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 yeah, yeah, so. Cameron, Cameron, Cameron just reminded me of a good point. Um, I, I wanted to talk about uh, the music of Dawn Goblin. of the Dead. OK, this this is one of the all time uh, great music scores. Uh, it's in, one of the most in, famous horror that, scores. Yeah, not just in that, horror that, movies. That, but that, I, I, that, that, <laughs> Yeah, that's that, that's iconic. And but, uh, after saying it a few times, I've just realized that is the fucking theme to Robot Chicken. What? <laughs> yes, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> just now realized that? <laughs> I just never put that together because, you know, it's in chicken. Yeah, well, Seth so, Green is a, is a really but it makes big sense uh, horror because, fan. Yeah, well, that and, I mean, it's pop, we're, pop, we're talking pop, Les Claypool here. There's no ta- telling what's in Primus's demented head. So, I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Les Claypool is an interesting guy. Um, but, you know, in Day, there is a throwback, and, it, and it's, you know, if you're not really paying attention, you'll miss it, where they play the gonk, which is that theme. Um, yeah, when um, lights off. Think about yeah. it. Think and that, did a, that, 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 that was, like, one of the only funny moments in Day. That's, like, the only funny moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, they and it's just kind of like this. And, and also when they say, and all the malls are closed. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Fresh out of filet mignon. <laughs> <laughs> Now, speaking of roads, since we are we're kind of venturing the <laughs> okay. Now, there is a, does everybody know the fan theory about roads? Yeah, it's um, familiarize me. I'm sorry. Okay, no, it's not, it didn't make the theatrical cut, but Joe Pilato does have a very small role yes. in Dawn of the Dead on the dock, and you see that yes. in the extended director's cut. Yeah, blink and you'll miss it. Yeah, but you know he's he's still kind of an asshole. Um, but the the fan theory is yes he's a cop, you know there, but he's a part time army reservist. I heard, yeah, I and heard. And so that in yes, way, it's still the same character. Uh, uh, yeah, ended up Captain Rose, and but so see, that's the theory. I love fan theories like that because it just is fun. It's just fun to just kind of just play around with the world and. Have that ambiguity, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Romero kind of do- Romero kind of does that in the 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 sequel Dead trilogy in Land uh, Diary and Don't Wear. Like the, the the soldier that was the main character in Survival appears briefly in Diary, but yes, he also appeared yes. briefly in Land as a different character. So mm-hmm. there's a theory that um that, that he left the army to go like go renegade and he changed his name you know what i'm saying to, to hide because he went awol and, and basically became a scavenger and that was the theory on that and like the guy act the, the actor actually like yeah 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 i like that i'm gonna go with that <laughs> yeah because i'm sure that you know romero didn't have this planned like this is what road story arc is you know but he knew what he was going for and when you're that comfortable and you got that many dedicated talents that's when the good starts happening on set 
You, you just he knows the narrative. He knows what he wanted, and it happened. Yeah, right. Because the story was the most important important thing to George. Like, and he um, always told but, good stories. Well, not yeah. with diarrhea of the dead, but yeah. <laughs> no, see the problem. See, the problem with the, the problem with the Secret Dead trilogy is that. George, like, you know, people over the years are telling George, like, oh, your movies have these great contexts, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they described, you know, like, the, the times that they're in. So he's like, oh, okay. So he makes that the focal point in the sequel Dead Trilogy where it's like, that wasn't really the point in the original Dead Trilogy. You know, yeah, the, the, the was subtext was kind of hidden. And, and jumping on at some trends. And I'm like, yeah. George, you're better than that. Like I, in I, land, I do, I like do in land. Survival, I I do defend that. Yeah, survival's okay. Survival's okay. I did. Yeah, out of, the, out of those three, it's the best one. I re-saw it uh, uh, last night, and uh, I really don't understand why anyone finds it boring. It, there's chaos literally happening every minute. I think there's, it's a, yeah. I think it's pretty good, actually. I mean, it's not yeah, as good as the original trilogy, but as far as like this, it feels this like an extension. Of it, day. It's, it's a good completion to the 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 series because well, it was the last dead film he did, and I think it, it it shows like a good evolution. I just think he was off track on Land, which I everybody knows I fucking hate Land of the Dead. I know, um, unfortunately. Well, not for well, me. Uh, I just hate it. I mean, there there's moments I, in Land I appreciate. It's Diary where it's just like this is fucking horrendous like uh, di- diary like, was well, a mercenary job what me off the most about <laughs> diary is that you know george was playing this whole it takes place at the same time as night living dead i'm like shut oh. up no it doesn't <laughs> you're not convincing me whatsoever and yeah you know, george you're, you're, he has characters you're, from diary who appear in survival but it's never an intrusive way like in every other marvel movie yeah that's <laughs> right i just roasted you fuckers anyway um uh, how dare you <laughs> Uh, but in lands, you get to see Dennis Hopper pick his nose. Like, where else? But I fucking yeah. hate Dennis Hopper. Right. Like, the fact that... Uh, I okay. What? How dare you? More than, like, what? 10 Wait, seconds okay. makes me, like... It's well, just my teeth on edge. I can't stand him. He's the I lord of the harvest. Okay. I just can't. Well, I think he's uh, a not- terrible actor. I don't like he's him. He's a good actor in the right movies. I love him in True Romance, Speed, and Easy Rider. Uh, Your point is invalid. He, he <laughs> not even okay, like... You know, I'll give you that, but, he, but in Land of the Dead, he was completely miscast. He, he, no, he, he was perfect, because yeah, that's, that's what a scumbag <laughs> looks. No. And he based no, it off of either, it was either Carl Rove or Ron Paul he said he based his performance on. I'm like, that's perfect, because Romero like, hates everything politics related. Yeah. And yeah. he is the scum of all the planet. Just like this guy getting us back to Don. I, I love the televangelist segment because each time I fucking watch that, not only just aside from the, they must be destroyed on sight. I just also love the it. People because, they kill, get up and kill. Right. I love it because now I'm looking at the screen and I don't know who I hate more. The zombies <laughs> or that fucker on that TV screen who thinks he has a good. Because that is all a white privileged America on and that fucking screen. And that's Romero's thing. Oh, you know, yes. Thing. The people are the fucking villains. The people yeah. Are the, the zombies. Yeah, yeah. The zombies created this shit. We hate each other. But really the background noise, the, the, the real evil are the people. Yeah, because yeah. the That is the zombie apocalypse genre in the whole. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, he pretty much created that the modern zombie films yeah. anyway and and you know nobody could ever do it as successfully as he did well um, and we've spoken about that but um to be fair know, i think um 
you know, they had them all secure and they were set up and but the motorcycle gang and they were and they ended up getting everybody killed and getting themselves killed pretty much. And, right. You know, because um, you mentioned it before. Roger's a hothead. He's good at killing, but he doesn't know when. OK, let's, you know, let's not waste ammo on these fuckers. It's a lost cause. The zombies are going to eat them one way or the other. Get back to the mall. But it's just that whole I like how it describes how we as guys just become so obsessed with, you know, having a measuring contest, getting all macho, and we let that get the best of us in various situations. So to have that play out when, you know, it's the end of the world and all this shit's happening is just very, very eye-opening. It's just like, when do you just know when to stop and just retreat? Well, you know, and I think the real measure of a person is you put them in a situation of crisis. And I think we've seen some of that unfortunately with the covid situation in the world yes. right now um yeah, we true. see people in people in crisis you see their real nature, and the real nature of people mm. is usually not great i'm not i'm not um, saying there Candy, aren't good people I, out I'm there i'm sorry to interrupt you oh i'm sorry can i just interject yes you know knowing the history nerd that i am i've been trying to shop around for a podcast to guest on i would love to compare the collapse of the bronze kingdoms to a zombie apocalypse. It's, yes. it's so parallel. Yeah. Yeah. And it is now with COVID. And I'm not trying to say we're doomed, but uh, the parallels are. <laughs> I like, mean, we oh, kind of are. Yeah, yeah it's just come out of saying the, the world's coming to an end. Fuck it. You might as well. <laughs> yeah. We like, we, I compare us to the Roman Empire. Wipe the floor with these Romans guys. were not Bronze Age. They were way later. Well, she's making the Roman comparison because Romans were all about excess. And yeah, I, I'm, 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 making, I'm making a different point. I'm sorry, Daniel. Yeah, with the Bronze Age, I'm sorry to be waxing here. It wasn't about excess. No, it was okay. more about it was it was so complex but so delicate. Yeah. <laughs> Back to the main topic. Much like this movie, it's complex. <laughs> yeah, Romero is good at that. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, you know, none I living dead. They had a complex social between up and down, but it fell apart pretty quick. Well, hitting on the characters, I mean, it's the right combo. You got Galen, who yeah. is... is She refused to scream for George, and she also made sure that her character fought, because she yeah. wanted to be conveyed as a strong individual. And that's She's why... Still- she also lied to George about uh, having a, 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 a thorough acting resume where she didn't. Yeah, act and George said it didn't <laughs> then, matter. Yeah, yeah, George was like, she didn't have to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I'm gonna cast you because you're not known and you're talented. You know, not because right. resume looks good. But I like how she's sensitive. She's not proactive, but she is the right amount of strong. Roger, he's he's a violent man, but he has some kind of ethicalness. Uh, you've already described him as a loose cannon and Peter, he's a survivalist, but he's also callous if the time calls for it. He's like, hey, it's us yeah, or them. Can we talk about that abortion talk? Oh my god. Oh, that, no, that, that seems abortion! <laughs> yeah. She's not even in the room and they're and talking says, about giving her an abortion. It's like, right. what? Yeah. And not yeah, just that, but he's like, yes. he's like, do you want to abort it? Because I know how to do it. And I'm like, where the fuck right. did you go? Abortion what, school? Let me do this. Right. That, that's, that's that's one of the moments in the movie that uh, has not aged well. That's yeah, enough. Uh, that and that and that in the fucking brown face in the beginning of the uh, of the movie. Mm, yeah. John, John Amp was playing. Uh, brothers. Yeah. Like, she asked him. He said he has brothers. She says 
real brothers or street brothers? Tell me that. Uh, yeah. Make it yeah. Like, oh my god. But to be fair, I mean, uh, I still can't. This the the whole. It's very sad that the projects moment is still shadowing what's happening today. It's yeah. not that over the top, but the it is still that whole shoot, shoot on sight. You know, us against them, blue. You know, versus anyone. Yeah, uh, and I'm, I know I'm, everyone's like, stop talking about. It. It's like, well, here's the thing. This is very annoying. Yeah. <laughs> this is very sad. It's it, it's it's crazy to watch this thing with Bully going crazy. To you know, what I'm saying with his racist tirade and it's like, yeah, how, guy, like, like, oh this, my this god. Is, this, this is 1978, and why are we still having these conversations? You know, yeah. uh, you would have hoped it would have moved on. Yeah. Oh, and Romero does want you to show is like uh, your biggest enemy, your asshole neighbor, might be your helping right. you survive something awful, and it, it does bring even just even more pressing topics. Like, how many times have you had to ask someone who you don't want to talk to for a favor? You know. <laughs> yeah. And you're down to it. In this case, they happen to be the badasses, and they hate everybody. So, we un- unfortunately, the protagonists do need them to survive, and they happen to be cops, but they're... Surprisingly, they're not as bad as all the other soldiers in police uniforms, so that's the other just kind of twist to it. So it's like... Romero's right. never been a fan of authority. All of his movies, at least the, the, the big three, the authority figures in the first one, those rednecks who wind up lynching Ben... And in the second one, the cops, you know, Wooly is basically the embod- the embodiment of all the cops. And right. In Day, it's Rhodes, who's the embodiment. Ro- uh, Romero was no fan of authority, particularly military or police authority. You can, it just, yeah. I mean, that's just right forefront in everything he did. This is pretty yeah. much his Serpico, if you strip yeah. away the donkey. I dig it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. Yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, well, he's a probably- I'm glad you mentioned up Vietnam because it is kind of a topic you see in everything he does, just how everybody just feels like they're at war with each other. They're so torn. They're so yeah. nihilistic just you're, to even speak their mind. Matter. Yeah. <laughs> Walking Dead, Negan, a lot earlier. Right. Yeah. And good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love a big old middle finger to authority. That's why I love Romero. Yeah. That's his whole thing, the big old middle finger to authority. And plus he was just such a blue-collar filmmaker, and he didn't yeah, like yeah. restrictions oh, whatsoever. Not a big butter, not a big yeah, and, and he never, you know, like uh, John was at, um, you know, they wanted to rate it X, because he would not pare it down to an R. And so and, he finally convinced them to release it um unrated but nobody under 17 and as the mpaa has been shown to be they're also a dickwad of a authority figure it's just like okay so one yeah, less so chainsaw Romero scene is going to make this x <laughs> and if i could did you guys do you guys know that there was a there was a heavily edited version of dawn that was released really briefly like in 82 i, I I'm, I'm not sure who edited it down but they got it in on an i think R-ray. it was argento right and, and yeah they, because yep. that's the that's the first version of it that I saw. My my older no. sister, Stacey, shout out to Stacy. She got me in to see it, and I remember think because I'd wanted to see this movie forever, and I remember seeing it, and it was it was all the gore was edited out. I thought, well, that wasn't what was all the you know the hubbub about. I didn't realize it was that version. And then uh, six months later, I saw it again, the unedited version, and I was like, oh okay, now I see what it was all about. And I just. Uh, a shout out to my sister. I, I messaged her about this a couple of days ago when I knew I was going to be on this podcast. 
And I asked her, hey, says, what theater was that? And, you know, I asked her some, for some background because she was older. And she said, she said, all I remember is there was a cartoon and I was tripping. So that's... <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, <laughs> the Japanese cut was pretty different. And that's wild. You'd think Japanese would be flat out all uncut. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> they went no, but, the, but, but, the, but the, as a reference, the Argento one left in all the violence and the horror minutes, but it cut out all the comedy. Argento was uh, not a fan of the comedic moments, and he cut it all out when they were. Well, you know, funny yeah. about Argento <laughs> yeah. it's because of Argento really helping out George that this movie got made. George yeah. wanted to write a movie, so um, Dario you he know, sold said, it hey, for come. Italy. Yeah, yeah. Dario said, "Hey, I'll help you out. Come stay with me," and and he pounded it out, and you know, and Argento helped uh, brought some of the money. Just you know, he wanted the rights for, um, you know, like his you know area like for uh italy and, and all the european and whatever and which you know george was cool with so and 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 Ar- argento's band uh goblin did the music yeah. so you yeah. know yeah. all over this and oddly enough uh next is a star asia argento was in land of the dead yeah his yeah. daughter and this is before we all hated her so oh yeah. yeah i used to love her i really did why do we why she's a fine actress Oh, well, because... Oh, we, well, we don't want to talk about that on the podcast. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're going to steer clear of that. That's, 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 a, short, whole, hypocrite, that, that's a whole big can of worms we do not want to open right now. Okay. Not all not right. on this show. No, thanks. All right. All right. <laughs> anyway. I retract the question. <laughs> I will tell you later. Um, yeah. I want to get into Savini now, because there's a lot of Savini. Oh, yeah. So, I know. So buckle up. He really is the jack of all trades of this movie. So, he yeah. he did. His acting's gone in bad in recent years, but he works for this movie. Yeah, his he acting is never good, but he's well, still well, great. No, that's not a lie. No, you he's not good in Rodriguez's movies. Okay, but do you uh, know how dude, long he was an actor? Uh, did you see any? Did you know that he did stage acting for years? Did dude, you know I've seen better stage actors invalid. I've seen better stage actors than him. So you saw him on stage. Cameron, 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 he, he plays Sex Machine and from Dust of Dawn. Your argument uh, is invalid. I don't give yeah. a fuck. I don't <laughs> give a fuck. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. He's not a George big actor. George could have played thinking? Sex Machine and made that way better. <laughs> We're not talking about his acting, okay? He, it's not about that. I mean, yes, he does yes, play Blade. And is. That is <laughs> How do you base the performance? I'm saying he works I'm for the movie. I'm not talking about his performance as an actor. I'm trying to talk about his performance as a special effect person. I'm trying okay. to use the phone. <laughs> okay, Kermit. Okay. Anyway, so, Savini, um, the legend, effects person, <laughs> he, um, he and George are friends, and George had, uh, uh, actually wanted him to do the effects in the original Night of the Living Dead. But, uh, and Savini was going to do them, but he ended up going to Vietnam and he was a war, um, photographer there. And it's actually kind of a good thing that he went because when he came back, he did effects so much better because he'd seen all the death and gross and, and he knows what he was real. <laughs> so Romero got him to do the effects on Dawn of the Dead and, you know, and he did a great job. And like I said, I think the blood pressure guy scene was pretty much Tom saying, let me do this. I really want to do this really cool effect. Okay. Cause he's, he'd always been to into effects. And so there's that. And he also did a lot of the stunt work, actually. Um, yeah. All the stunt work. I wanted, I wanted to get it. All he, the he stunt work. 
Oh, him and Tasso. Yeah, Tasso. Yeah. Tasso. But uh, that, 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 I could count like how many times you just see Savini throwing himself back. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. He literally almost killed him. Almost fucking paralyzed himself. Yeah. Like, he when he when he did that balcony fall. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he missed. Like, he almost fixed the, the box. man built like a tank. Yeah. He's a big fella. He's a big fella. <laughs> and the best part is how everybody pretty much, like we said before, gets to do something different. The makeup artists, the camera people, they all get to be extras uh, as much as just also probably dragging onto the truck and attacking and bursting through the glass. Yeah, George was <laughs> so. big on, you know, family affairs. You know, he, he had his little stable of actors and, and people yeah. that he used a lot on, on his films. And, you know, he was just big on, you know, they were kind of like family what um, better way to save money too right exactly blue collar uh, filmmaker (laughs) right there was Savini there was Michael Gornick who's the director of photography Cletus Anderson his production designer like yeah he he really kept it all in house and he was the same people all the time get his start by just kind of hanging around the set of Dawn like when he was a teenager yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, um, actually and and Greg Gregory as he was known then um, Nicotero he is in Day and oh, yeah. Caro earned, uh, learned a lot of his stuff from Savini, and he is, you know, part of. Oh, it's K and B now, right? Yeah. Nah, K and B doesn't exist anymore. But, okay, uh, I, I didn't know that they had, you know, split up. But uh, yeah, but no, that's because for a lot of like Greg right. went on to do the effects for Land of the Dead. Um, he's also very, very famous for doing um, Walking Dead, which he does a lot of Romero throwbacks with certain zombies and people oh, always yeah. put them out. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So Nick Caro is. I'm sorry to interrupt. He needs a haircut. Uh, I to this day wish there was a movie where all the makeup people got to be in like some kind of giant monster movie and just like fight each other on screen. Yeah. <laughs> but who would do the makeup? <laughs> they would do the makeup on themselves and all their hired guns. And I mean, anyone who's been with them long enough knows what they want and how to do it. So it would just be cool to see them all. Well, I mean, Savini has a school. He could just pull up students. Yeah. Hey, the, the, um, have you seen uh, when he did uh, the W wrestler Sasha Banks? Mm-mm. He did one for I Sasha. haven't watched wrestling since he, the nineties. Like they actually, they actually had Tom Savini come in and make Sasha Banks up as a zombie. She did her entrance as a zombie. Stalked around backstage and scared people. Like it was, it's funny. It's cool. He's <laughs> a, he's a really cool guy. He's a legend. Yeah. There's no denying. So since we're talking Savini, let's go, let's go around and, and talk about what was your your favorite kill. Mm. Uh, oh, the, uh, let me go first. Um, okay. Uh, the 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 head explosion. The, that that opening yeah. at the very beginning. Boris, yeah. the head. We're gonna talk about that in a second. We need to. Yeah. Let, let, let me let me tell you that uh, um, as as I said, you know, my roommate is dying, who's also my ex girlfriend, and uh, she's she's an older woman. Um, she actually seen uh, Dawn. Um, in, in his first run, uh, like, like David said, like she was like 12, 13 years old when she saw it, she saw it in the theater by herself and she nice. loved it. And, um, we were, I, I rewatched it with her because I know how much she loves the movie as well as, as much as well as I love it. And, uh, that fucking head explosion comes on and she's <laughs> fucking cat over there. <laughs> like, and she, and, 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 and she goes, and you could tell him I laughed. Like, because she knew I was going to record this episode, she said, "Tell him how hard I laughed, please." (laughs) 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 
I mean, when I, when I was a kid and I saw that, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me tell you also, like like I said, that, that same instance where I, I watched it with my sister while me and her were smoking weed when I used to smoke weed. Uh, that scene comes on <laughs> and that dude... Yeah, yeah. The, that scene comes on and that dude's head explodes and my my poor sister is sitting there like... Like the 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 shock on her face and shit when the dude's head explodes. Yeah, because she had a bigger Wilhelm than an actual. Pow! She had a bigger Wilhelm than an actual Wilhelm. Oh! It was more like it was more like a. Ah! She was just like, oh my god. I was just kind of like, uh, wow. Because the way, like, you know, I mean, the way he, he shoots it, like, it's just like a boo. The door kicks open, boo, ah, boo, and then it comes out, and it's perfect. It's perfect. Real quick. Yeah, like, he, he edited that perfectly, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, Romero is his own editor, so, like, the fact that, like, the way he edited it is just like, oh, this is, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, who's next? Really well. Oh, oh, I volunteer. Just... Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, thank you. Oh, by all means, the helicopter. Oh, uh, uh, helicopter. <laughs> oh, how can you not love that? Excellent. And it's yeah. funny because, you know, you see, you know, just kind of stand there and like, blah, 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 blah. You know, not really paying attention. You see a zombie, you're like, oh, fuck. And then, oh, never mind. No threat. But it. It, the way that the scene's set up and you watch this zombie like start to climb up those crates, it's almost like yeah. you know it's gonna happen. Oh yeah, I knew. You know, it. and then when it, was it, when it happens, like, no, no, it's no, like, no, oh, no, shit. no, 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 bang. Payoff, yeah. <laughs> and the way his head comes off and like slices, there's like yeah. three slices that come off. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. and then the blood starts circling and he just oh. drops and they're like, Oh, well uh, yeah. okay, it's like then. a soup so spilling out of a bowl. You know what's my favorite? You know what's my favorite part about that thing? It's not even the the top of the head coming off. It's the way Roger just slowly looks up, like yes. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like, yeah. like like if you look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right, that's that was a good one. Uh, who's next, Cameron? I'm gonna go with uh, Roger's entrance, also known as when he goes ahead and snipes the zombie who's about to. Overtake everybody in the house. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 I know it's still it, it, It's just a great uh, just moment because at first, uh, uh, Ken Forey's character. Uh, God, I can't fucking speak today. Um, Peter. <laughs> yeah, Peter. Um, <clears throat> it, it's just like, oh shit, were you gonna snap me like one of those minorities? What the fuck, dude? <laughs> it, um, it's just a good entrance because you know what to expect. They got each other's back, and I just like that character bonding. But. Uh, I also do. I also love the basement scene because that that also just sets the mood for the rest of the movie. It's like these guys. That's just, a really good scene. Uh, these guys might as well be prisoners of war, but they're eventually yeah. gonna they're gonna get you. And so he, he's just basically just there. He's just like, hmm, who do you yeah. want to start with? You want to mow them all down here? You want to take this guy? I take that guy. <laughs> eventually, yeah. Peter runs out of bullets, and so <laughs> Roger just finishes the job. And yeah. It's yeah. just it's goodness. Great. Okay, who's so next? I oh, love the uh, I love the uh, machete in the head. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that's yeah, classic. I like um, how... Not not oh. only is it Savini that does it, but <laughs> when I first saw this, I think I was maybe fourteen or fifteen, and it looked so real. I like racked my brain. I'm like, 
how the fuck did they do that? Smoke and mirrors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a Venus thing, <laughs> the smoke and mirrors. Like, it's yeah. all magic. Grand illusion, smoke and mirrors. He calls them, like, magic tricks, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Machete Zombie is very, uh, very famous. <laughs> so when everybody ah, tattoo up and shit like that. <laughs> Dave. Uh, my favorite kill is when uh, Roger comes up. Zombie Roger comes up, opens the door into the bunker, and and uh, Peter shoots him through the head. That Kabuki hit, that spray on the back on the wall behind him is just epic. It's just this perfect spray out of blood on the wall behind him. And then the way he kind of goes down, he kind of clenches his teeth kind of sideways and kind of slides down. That's just an epic kill, I think. When yeah, yeah. Peter shoots Roger. <laughs> um, yeah. I guess for me, um, Cameron kind of touched on it, basically. Uh, it's, it's not one kill. It's just uh, it's when uh, Peter's down there and he sees where they had um, kind of put their, their zombie family members down in that basement. And... Um, you know, and he's, you know, Peter's like the ultimate, I got my cool kind of guy. But right. he gets really emotional and he starts killing them all. Yeah. And that's when he runs out of the bullets and Roger comes in and gets the last kill. But, um, you know, just seeing him like crying and, and killing them, you just like, you see the emotion and, and the humanity that he still retains. And it's it's like an emotional thing. You know me, of course, always going for the emotions. But um, I really like that scene. And I like that it's early on because, you know, Peter is such a hard-nosed kind of character. Um, Correct. He's really tough, doesn't yeah. show emotion, that you see him show emotion. So immediately you, you feel for him and you kind of empathize with him. And you know that when he does the shit That's that he super. does and and think, you know, the few things that he doesn't show that he feels like, you know, that he's feeling them inside. It's so criminal that Ken Forey never had as big a career after this because he this he was the Sam Jackson as far as I'm concerned. The well, 70s. well, speaking of Ken Forey, you know, he is from our hometown uh, from Indianapolis. Um, oh, nice. We met him at Days of the Dead a couple years ago. Um, really? Big, tall dude. And it was like so cool to meet him in his hometown, you know, in our hometown. You know, he's a Hoosier. And um, I actually spoke with him and. Due to COVID reasons, uh, he turned down the show, but he said not permanently. So right. we may get to talk to Ken Bree nice. sometime soon. Okay, very cool. Shout out to Ken Bree. Oh, hold on, um, I, I'm a, I, I watch uh, the the YouTube channel Red Letter Media and their show Half in a Bag, which is a movie review show. And in it, like, the, it, it's a show about VCR repairmen who review movies. And uh, every time they film. Uh, and the set that they're in the shop, uh, in the shop, um, there's there's like a like a board behind them and in there, and every scene in that is a picture of uh, one of the the, the hosts, Mike Stoklasa. Is a picture of him and Ken Furry in the background, and, and and like every scene, he he leaves that picture of him Ken Furry because he met Ken Furry and yeah, the, he enjoyed meeting Ken Furry so much. Yeah, so if you look in the background, there's a picture of him and Ken Free in the background in every scene in uh, that takes place in the shop in the Half in the Bag show. That's awesome. <laughs> He's uh, one of the guests, of, the, the guests of honor who have autographed uh, our Dawn of the Dead collection poster. Um, we have Sabini, we have Ken Free, we have Scott Renninger, who played Roger. Um, Galen Ross and David M.G. were supposed to be there. This is why I don't like going to Days of the Dead. Um, and they weren't there. Um, they misadvertised. And and also the sad, sad, sad part about 
Days of the Dead is that George Romero was supposed to be there. And this was the year that he died. And we mm. had already pre-bought our little George Romero experience and all that stuff. And then we got our money refunded um, because he canceled, like, a, like I don't know, like a week or so before. Yeah. Right. And he died two days later. And so when we went there, it was, like, so heavy-hearted. Because yeah. I was like, oh, my God, George is dead. Oh, my God, George is dead. Like, he's, like, my fucking hero. And I, it just broke my heart. Like, yeah. it, it, he didn't let on. I mean, I guess it was a, a short, aggressive battle with cancer. But uh, he didn't let on that he was sick. He just had canceled. And um, then he was dead. And, yeah. So, but yeah. I'm sorry. That was kind of a sad story. I apologize. Well, yeah. all right. So let me let me let me let me let me let me cheer it up a bit. Uh, I text died. Uh, she's in the she's in her room. I'm in mine. And uh, I, I I mentioned that we're talking about our favorite gore moments, and she wanted to she just wanted to chime in through text that her favorite is um, the entrails. The when the dude gets his stomach ripped open and they rip out his entrails Ooh. and they eat them. Oh, oh blood pressure yeah. guy. Yeah. That was Tasso again. Yeah. 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 She's. Yeah. She said that. Uh, she said. Yeah. Tell them that's my favorite moment. I love that. Yeah. Moment so I was much. thinking about that one as well, but I was thinking like what one had the most effect on me, and yeah. it was probably that because emo- I think it was important to the rest of the movie. But like far as like gore, yeah, that scene. I agree totally. Now, yeah. where's the what's head? What's favorite line? Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let me. I, 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 I'm gonna I, go last. <laughs> I already said no. One. What you call it? Uh, no, I uh, uh, I know mine and Candy. I, I I want you to do this with me. Okay. The, uh, uh, it's the spam one. Yeah. The 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 the, the, the convo like the, the brief exchange with the spam that they have when they first get to the mall. I gave him spam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's uh okay. Hey, let me make sure I remember it correctly. All right, you you, you be you be Fran and I'll be uh Rogers. Okay. Uh, yeah, I started it off. Is, does Roger start it or is this she? No, no. She's, when she goes, she's, she's like, going through the box. She, she's like, spam. Yeah, she's like, oh, spam. And then. Uh, uh, did you bring a can opener? No. <laughs> well, don't knock it. It's got its own key. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That I added awesome. that part in. I love that. I love that part. So I couldn't much. remember who started the conversation, but yeah, I remember yeah. that part. I'm like, yeah, she, she, she looks up and she's like, spam. He's like, did you bring a can opener? No, I guess I didn't. He's like, don't knock it. Like, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, like she, 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 she said, like she's so condescending about it. He's just like, yeah, like you know, don't, don't be a bitch about it. Spam. You know? <laughs> Spam. Like the way she said it, she's so fucking condescending about it. I also, I also. But you know what? To, I resonate you know, with that. If it was spam or nothing, I'd be really hard pressed to make a choice. Right. Absolutely. I also oh, I do love get, that lately. I uh, I love uh, the when they're in the helicopter and like they're figuring out where to go. And uh, he said, "A friend got uh, G in the papers, and so do I. Yeah, we're here you're doing traffic reports. Wake up, sucker." The 70s. Yeah. I just love the delivers that line. Have you guys ever had a a movie night, like a big movie party, and you just bring friends over? Sure. Well, well, just for this movie. 
I don't know. We're married and we have like a bunch of kids. So usually it's us <laughs> with the kids. We Our friends are all I just mean in the kids, past. So like, it's like, you know, we don't get to do movie nights like that. So usually it's with the kids, but the, some of them are adults. So, yeah, we, we do that with kids. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Cool. Yeah. Like we, we were marathoning um, sleepaway camp, just the two of us um, on the board. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll sit and watch the dead movies. Like I said, we just watched... Uh, Day of the Dead with Ash for the first time because we love showing Ash stuff because he's new. He's yeah. new here. So it's like, oh, I can't wait till he sees this part. Oh my god, you know. <laughs> but anyway, um, line. Who's got the next line? I, the, to me, this is like choosing my favorite funniest moment in a comedy. I can't choose, but I, I, I do. That the, there are just countless historical lines just throughout the mall. <laughs> Between Peter and yeah, totally. yeah, Sean and I are kind of on the same page with ours, actually. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I, I was, I was, I was gonna make a list, and it's just like you know, it's like choosing how you know which one of your children is your yeah, favorite. Yeah, which is you know my favorite saying? kid? <laughs> I don't really know. Um, uh, what's next? um Dave, yeah, one, but pretty effective. Yeah, pretty effective. my favorite line's got to be. Dummies. Yeah. Dummies. <laughs> if you quote that, you quote that to any dead fan anywhere, and they'll be like high five you and shit. That's yeah, like, like that, yep. That dude. That's like, yeah, that's the dog whistle for dead fans. Yeah. Um, um if, I, if I may interject. You may. A very simple quote here, but it's true for the zombie apocalypse genre. What are they? They're us. That's all. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's um, the truth. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Zombie apocalypse. You're gonna shoot your neighbor. <laughs> Does there need to be a zombie apocalypse for that? I'm I don't get it. It's a very good I question. Kid, oh, I kid. Don't I'm don't be a COVID zombie. Don't be a COVID zombie. <laughs> the the honorable mention goes to uh when when they first arrived to the mall. What is this? Oh, it's uh, <laughs> one of those indoor, one, indoor shopping indoor malls. malls. <laughs> yeah, like... malls. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god, <laughs> one of those newfangled <laughs> indoor malls. <laughs> like, you know, like I, I literally, you know, like I said, like the die die is uh, much older than me, so I literally had to ask her, like, dude, like when did fucking malls come out, like? Just, I remember when I was a kid, but like, how far back are they and shit? Because they, this is 78 and they don't know what a fucking mall is. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, I remember when malls used to be outside like they are now and then they went inside. Right. They were like a farmer's market almost. Yeah. That's how yeah cool. like a, like yeah. a, right? yeah, we just, I just call those outlets. You know what I'm saying? Like, you go so into the outlets. Strip outlet, malls. You know I call them strip malls. So in a yeah. way, this movie is a historical thriller. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you could say that. You could pretty much say that. <laughs> All right, Sean, say your line. Well, I already said it. Um, say it again. Come on. We, not everybody was listening. Say it for everyone in the back. I see you, chocolate man. <laughs> Delivered by Tom Savini to, of course, Ken Furry. And it's like. It's so ridiculous that every time we watch it, we're just like, oh my really God, is. he didn't now, say that. Can That's can right. I just say, I I can't use any of the lines because they're racist as shit, but Wooly cracks oh, me yeah. up. Yeah. At the, at it's the just beginning. so fucking ridiculous. Like, just, oh my God. 
But oh, that that's is, just it. He's trying to show us how just it's ridiculous how these people believe what they believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That's 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 the perfect point. It's just like, you know, it's, it's like, oh my god, it's ridiculous. Any idiot, yeah, this is how these motherfuckers sound. You know, they sound fucking ridiculous <laughs> when they're saying that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think Wooly is George Romero's sort of distillation of authority in that film. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Racist, murderous. Well, like, like Rhodes and Day. And yeah. my only issue when I see people trying to copy Romero, it's inevitable. You you do what you do because you're inspired. But my issue is when people try and imitate Romero, they try to do exactly what he does, where they have a bunch of themes, but they don't have his organization. Yeah, and they and don't have yeah. the heart. They don't they have, have the heart. heart and then so as a result, it just feels either last minute, heavy handed. Was that how you got a distributor? What 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 the fuck is going on in there? Did you yeah, cut it out? Not successful. Absolutely <laughs> not. He doesn't they don't balance it and it's like it's a pendulum, so to speak. So it's just like, okay. Well. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna go with something we already said because I see you chocolate man, we've said a million times just and I know it sounds wrong, but it's just so funny that you can't help but laugh at it. Like, <laughs> even back then, that was fucking stupid and ridiculous. Like, yeah. like he couldn't, he had to have been up there in the air shaft, like, cracking the fuck up. He was Duck Dynasty before it was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. no, I'm going to go with, you guys got any cigarettes? <laughs> <laughs> and what's the funny thing is, is just... I think I've seen a few video game forums actually say that once in a while just to troll people. <laughs> and, it's just, you know, and I picture yeah. his face, and it's got like that kind of cockeyed face. It looks yeah, just so blank that. and dumb. You guys well, go with these cigarettes? Part of that's nothing happened to me. Yeah, what? his stupid. It, I, I've had literally like cross eyed guys walking me in the street and say, You got any cigarettes? <laughs> oh no it's happened it's happened let me tell you as someone who smokes in in new york city that happens to me every fucking day like yeah, i'm sure literally you walk outside with a no you literally walk outside with a cigarette you'll get a hundred motherfuckers coming up to you talking about hey you got any cigarette you got any yeah. more and i'm like nah, yeah and like, i've always had like, these line oh this is my last one Full pack. Nah, you know what I use? Uh, I, I I tell them it's a loose. Oh, they're too fucking it's much. A, I can't yeah. support you and me. Okay. I smoke. I just, I just tell right them now. <laughs> I just tell them it's a Lucy and they'll leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> but if you listen, I just watched it. I was watching it just before we started tonight to phone up. And uh, when they're backing the boat out, if you listen, you can hear the guy say, "How can you go to an island without any cigarettes?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just like <laughs> that boy. guy. Yeah. Any island, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's yeah. just like fucking comedy relief yeah, right there. That guy wasn't all there. He wasn't all there. Yeah, you could look at his face and you're like, this dude. Like, I love the girl. Like, oh no, no, no. And they get on there I and immediately it. light up like it has a big fuck you to this guy because he has love, to see that they're smoking. I love when uh, afterwards he's like, "What about you? Where you headed?" And they're like, "Straight up." And he thinks about it for a second. He's like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah." So can I? He was like yeah. processing it, you know, like slowly. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I think he processes hard. everything a little slowly. Yeah, I can yeah. I can relate. Can I do an honorable mention quote? Yes. Oh boy. Attention all shoppers. You have a sweet tooth. Oh, yeah. Have yeah. you got a sweet tooth? <laughs> well, and that was Christine Forrest Romero doing that voice. And I'm like, because it sounds distorted and, and and just weird. And um, But I guess she, she did that recording. And I 
they must have like slowed it down on purpose to sound yeah. like wacky because you know on the malls there and nobody you know the zombies are there but what whatever uh, but it's just so funny every time that voice comes on I'm like oh my god she also has a great quote in the very beginning when uh, it's her and George in the control room yeah. And uh, what, what does he ask her for? And she's just like, uh, sure, let me just pull that right out of my ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right at the beginning. Yeah, it's like talking to candy. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, man. And every oh, other zombie oh, movie from this point on pretty much had to be set in a mall. But uh, even the video game Dead Rising made heavy use of that. It was like, yeah, we're in a mall killing zombies. But it, made, but it had to put a disclaimer on it. Because right, we did not steal said, Romero. <laughs> yeah, we did not steal this from Romero. Um, it just, is not intentionally based on any zombie films that may be set in a mall. And I'm like, yes, it is. You fucking liars. At the same time, though, it is trying to be sort of Grand Theft Auto for zombies. You know, just go around. I totally didn't care about the story. I just like getting a fish out of the pond and beating as many zombies with the big fish <laughs> as I could. And then in Dead Rising 3... I was streaming on Twitch then when that game came out. And one night we were trying to see how many zombies I could kill with the high powered dildo shooter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, if I, if my memory serves me, aren't you able to kill someone with a skateboard or do you just skate around slashing people with a, a hockey puck? Oh, I never reflect with a yeah. skateboard. Well, I'm just mentioning that because, you know, maybe that, yeah. sk- skateboard fanatic. I, I think there is a lot of killing yeah. skateboards. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think there was. I, it's been so long since I played that game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that game is definitely like Grand Theft Auto. Like, nobody gives a fuck about the story. Let me just go fuck shit up. Well, yeah. the story pretty much is all in the gameplay. You make it up. They're... No, there's an actual storyline in time, a time frame. And the, and the first game there's is a time frame. But you yeah, can it's do- notoriously hard, but if you don't do the things in that time frame, you don't win the game. And I never cared about that. I just like, what's the most interesting shit I can do? And then, <laughs> um, you know, like the the funniest shit I can do. And then I turn it off and play something like where I was actually in the story. You know, like I didn't fucking care about the story in that. Well, it's like it's like our, our son right now is playing Dying Light. And I don't know if any of you guys have played that, but yeah, he's just all, all he doesn't care about the story. Just drop kicking zombies off bridges. Like, or off the building, off the yeah. building. Did you guys ever play the Call of Duty Zombie Edition? Fuck yes. that. Oh yeah. It's a lot of fun, and it, it is. is not fun. It really, I, well, I, I uh, played, my nephew played it, and I played it with. Him. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I played Call of Duty like in a league, and I played like hardcore. I mean, I just didn't fuck with zombies. Um, because uh, for me, like, if I want a good zombie game, there's uh. A, Resident Evil, there's so many other games that are, like, really actually scary. To me, the Call of Duty Zombies... Huh? Uh, Evil Dead Fistful Boomstick. Uh, Oh, yeah, 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 but that's that's not, like... I I, I like that game. It was fun. But I'm, you know, like, for, like... I guess we could count Doom as a zombie game. Yeah, yeah. Game. the zombie nightmare for Red Dead Redemption was fucking great. I thought everybody yeah. loved it, but me, and that's surprising because I love Red Dead Redemption, um, both games. Oh, okay. uh, I did not like the zombie um, add-on, the undead. Oh, I love the story. I, I thought it was great, but you know, I I just didn't. I'm new here. I no, it's okay. I mean, I always nobody ever agrees with me on the show. Yeah, she's kind of a, she's kind of a snob when it comes to contrarian. Me <laughs> a snob. Uh, well, here, here's the thing, Candy. 
we we just love fucking around with cheat codes. We we just love just all the screenshots and changing the skins to where I mean they had it with Half Life and all the Quake games. It's just fun, fun, fun. It's just because you can tell the well, game. You make it sound like I don't like fun or something. I <laughs> because I, I kind totally of being like a kid, he's a fun hater. Well, it is because I when a game becomes more like a movie or the gamers are actually showing that they the people who develop the game they themselves are big movie buffs that's the icing on the cake that's yeah it, it's, it's gotten to the point it's gotten to the point with uh what was the the game and shit that i've seen people um the 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 dude that used to do metal gear solid that the, his last game and shit they were oh, nominating as one of the, yeah, yeah, they were they were nominating his his last game and shit. The one that starred Norman Reedus. The oh okay, they were, I don't know the, what's that I know fucking game? I know game you're talking about though. Don't ask me. They they were they were putting the I saw people naming that as one of their their favorite movies because it was such a fucking movie to them that there's, they were naming that. There's a the lot best. of games that are more movies than games. Uh, now I I don't. I'm kind of old school in the way where I don't like a lot of cutscenes. Now, like in Red Dead 2 or Red Dead 1, I didn't mind them because I was so obsessed with the story. That, like, it, I like a good story in a game. It was a good story. In a movie, it was a great story. And I cried at the end of both. Um, I cry right. over video games a lot. I get, or basically. Death, Strand. Death, Death Stranding was the game. Death Stranding. I knew it was, it was right on tip of my tongue. But, um. Yeah. You know, I I like when their story and, and I can do some cutscenes, but I want to be able like to have that well, control over what's happening and when I want to do the cutscenes and you know the open world and exploration and, and well, questing kind of shit. Fortunately, they've axed that for the most part. Now you get to interact within the cutscene and you have to press the button at the exact right oh, they've time. They've been doing that for a long time now. Well, like, a long uh, time now, but was a big, was a big uh, uh, you know, trailblazer with that. With, right, but before they, they the twenty, the 20 tids, we pretty much always had to endure just cutscenes we couldn't skip or that were just. Well, Final Fantasy is famous for them, and I don't mind yeah. Final Fantasy because I love Final Fantasy games. But well, we're totally off subject, and we're we got to start wrapping up, guys. Yeah, this is the house the games so. Oh. Well, the house that does everything. What don't we fucking do? Uh, <laughs> I can so think of two things. Well, I wasn't. Uh, I think you guys took that somewhere I didn't mean it to go. <laughs> Your anyway. word, not mine. And you said your mind <laughs> wasn't filthy. Shut up, Daniel. <laughs> well, after the, the this astounding silence of like, uh. Like, anyway, the so press will not be silenced. So where do we rank Romero in terms of horror? Obviously, he's no, a no, god. No, no, what I was going to ask is our rating out of 10. Oh, okay. No. Okay, because we got to do that real quick and then we got to wrap up. Okay, okay. So Cameron, you go first. <laughs> well, it's an 8 out of 10, obviously. It's a great, uh, terrifying, action-packed uh, picture and quotable, great party movie, great themes, great, lot, just lots of awesome sauce. Fantastic. That's a really high rating from you. Appreciate it. Impressed. I'd like to read it, Terry. Shut the hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd have to be. Well, we'll talk about that another time. Uh, Daniel. I'm gonna call it an eight. Okay, that's like, solid. That's solid. The, the, um, Rob. The, the flaws are there. I'm sorry. Oh no, go ahead. What the flaws? Flaws are there and they're glaring. But otherwise, what flaws? It's just a no. fun movie. What? What flaws? I don't know what you're talking about. 
Okay. You know what I mean. No, no flaws. Then why did you get a 10? Alternative facts. (laughs) (laughs) Because not everything needs a 10, Candy. Gargamel did nothing wrong. Not everything. If there's nothing wrong, I think it deserves a 10. But okay, that's just me. We're all doing it on our personal scale, so you do you. Um, Rob? I I would love to give it a 10, but uh, I got to keep a spade a spade, and I take a point off for just that awful blood. I know which Savini hated. Savini (laughs) hated himself. Savini hates the blood in Dawn of the Dead to the Stage. Yeah, that fucking melted crayon. Look at all that Pepto Bismol looking shit. Uh, so, uh, it looks so, like or, yeah, like Tang is what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, it's, it's, Die was sitting there like, look at all that fucking paint, man. They wasted so much paint in this shit. So, but so, um, nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. But yeah, uh, solid. The movie is a fucking masterpiece. It Absolutely, is. my favorite. I, I prefer Night, but uh, yeah, this movie is a fucking masterpiece. All right. Um, uh, let's hear from Dave. Uh, yeah, I got to go nine out of ten, too. I, I can't say it any better than the last speaker. It, it's got its flaws, but um, th- there's no movie that was, again, I was like 13, so there was no movie like more impactful to me. Uh, I'd give it a 10, but it's not absolutely perfect, but still. Uh, if you don't like zombie movies, but you're a hardcore horror fan, it won't win you over, but if. Yeah, it is the most accessible zombie movie to date, in my opinion. Yes, it's, it's certainly yeah. the most impactful horror movie that I think I've ever seen, as far as where it came along in my development. Yeah, certainly. It, it, it is. It is. Mind. It, it is definitely the quintessential zombie movie. When people and honestly, zombie movie, it was the most successful of the dead films, all of them. Yeah. One of Romero's best movies, one of the best remakes of all time, one of the best commentary-filled horror films, one of the best just. Guns of, this is basically Romero's Guns of the Navarone Star Wars. Perfectly said. Perfectly said. Perfectly said. It's an that, epic. That, you should see it on the big screen. You should see it with friends. You should laugh. You should be horrified. You should love it. Yep. It, it, it. It is it is a zombie epic. You know, in it's every impossible. Sense of- I think one time when I saw it, I did have to change my shirt. I was sweating so much. <laughs> it's intense. <laughs> All right, Sean. Uh, I'm going to give it an 8.5. Um, yeah. I, I definitely enjoy the social commentary. Um, huge Savini fan. I don't think this is his best work. Um, we yes. know what his best work is. Right. Yeah. It, it showcases his potential. Um, but like Rob said, with with the 3M blood, um, which, you know, I know Romero liked it because it gave it more of like that comic book feel. Yeah, but yeah, Savini didn't like it. But Savini didn't like it. He also didn't like the uh, the bluish green. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he did not some. like that. Yeah, good point. Um, and you know, but other than that, I mean, it was a, it's a great movie. It's definitely as far as zombie films go, it is you know a masterpiece. Um, but I just I think there are some some things in it that. I, I prefer one of his other movies better, and we'll and get I know into that at a later date. This is the one that, yeah, I would say. I think we're on the same page. Day of the Dead. Yeah. 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 And this we're going to talk I, about I, Day of the Dead, guys, soon. Soon. Yeah, totally. We have to. Because Much I'm going to go fucking ape shit on that one, um, in a good way. 
Um, anyway, uh, for me, I am going to rate it 9.5 out of 10 blood pressure cuffs. Ah. The 0.5 taken off is because it's not perfect. But it, it rates so high with me because it was very influential in my horror taste. It was very influential in me as a horror fan. Um, it has a lot of great things to say. Um, that claustrophobia I talk about with George Romero films and my blog and on the show, it, it, it works here even in this mall. Um, and character development is fantastic. Um, not, not every movie has to be Casablanca. Well, yeah. that's okay. Not, <laughs> yeah, Casablanca gonna, don't bring Bogart into this. <laughs> Casablanca or Con Air. Nobody, no, no, you know what I'm saying? Those movies are perfect. Con Air. You put oh, Casablanca and Con, Con Air next to each other? Con Air. for either Speed or Lawrence of Arabia, but we are not putting fucking Con Air in this fucking movie. We are putting fucking Con Air. Con Air <laughs> is a fucking masterpiece. The Nicholas Cage fucking bullet. fighting words. Nicholas Cage is the bunny back in the No, I'll give you Forrest Gump, but I will not give you Nicholas Wage. No, no, no. Nicholas Cage has a mullet that sways in the air like fucking Superman's cage. Arch- yeah, well, that's nothing to Richard Dean Anderson, so fuck off. Fuck with MacGyver yes, and shit. Yes, oh, Daniel, please. On air. No. Uh, sorry, man, interrupted nope. here. Um, yes, yes, please interrupt. Please. Actually, actually please. when I, when I first moved... When I first moved <laughs> Shut up! Okay. When I first oh, moved to my apartment, which I will be leaving soon, a friend of mine who had worked in a blockbuster video for a long oh, time, she offered me she offered me a cardboard stand-up of Nicolas Cage from Con Air. I will deny I was tempted, you know. I was gonna put it in the patio window and scare my neighbors when they walked by. I totally would have done it. That would be bloody terrifying. And I've, I've, had, I've had a few friends say to me, you should tape your bedroom ceiling and make you the most awesome man ever. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 would, I would have fucking totally took that. I, I would have put it. Uh, I would have put it above my bed and looked at it. Nicholas Cage from Con Air. I've got a huge light-up stand-up from now. Borderlands 3 uh, next to me oh, out here. <laughs> but anyway, um... So next week, we are going to be talking about Night of the Living Dead 90, the Savini remake. And I'm really excited to talk about it. When Savini, um, I was very happy when Savini was on Last Drive-In this past season of, you know, season two of the Last Drive-In with Joe Bob. And they were talking about it. And he's like, you know, he, he did not have a good experience making that film. He would never talk about it. He just said he didn't like it. And um, you see more about that in Smoke and Mirrors documentary on Shutter. But he said, actually, he enjoys the film now. He celebrates it. And that means it's time for a fucking renaissance, okay? Well, Joe Bob's in. Savini's in. Darcy's in. I'm in. Let's do this. Well, it's great because, I mean, it, it just shows you how if filmmakers, whether or not they're proud of the work or not, it just shows you is like to make something good, you might not necessarily enjoy the process. So. Yeah. You gotta just put the stress. Well, and and the fans rejected it, but we'll talk about that next. Oh, fans. Well, fans are important. They pay the bills. Um, Yeah. Not when they're fucking idiots. Yeah. Well, 
Star oh, Wars, take idiots, a hike. Their money's still yeah, good yeah, there. Uh, thank you, the Cameron. Fucking you idiots love money. Out of my fucking mouth with that one. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and let us wrap up and do our plugs. We'll start with Cameron. I can be seen on this podcast as well as social media and the Jacked Up Review Show. We uh, just did a heartfelt uh, piece for the late, great Joel Schumacher. So that'll be up soon on one of the websites. Still pissed off about him dying suddenly. So. Yeah. R.I.P. Okay, um, Daniel. Um, as always, the Nightmare Nerd. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, and now the Slasher app. And thanks to all of you who have watched my videos recently. My followings increased. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love you all. Yeah. Each drink will be scary. Awesome, Rob. <laughs> Uh, of course, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as a Cinema Junkie, as well as my blog, thecinemajunkie.wordpress.com. You can find my writings on ultimateactionmovie.com, as well as actionflix.com, as well as, uh, damn, what the else do I have? Oh, yeah, um, uh, Bros on the Bridge of Star Trek Bottom podcast. Me? Yeah, it's, uh, I, I'm drunk, and I hate doing plugs. <laughs> <laughs> that ENJ does. Plug it in, plug oh, it in. <laughs> and i try to plug you guys as much as i can from our thank official, you official twitter um yeah, thank you so much same same thing yay love you guys um okay dave you got any plugs uh like, no plugs find you? Me, no plugs for me just everybody <laughs> just be good to each other yeah oh, that's true i can i can uh, drink to that <laughs> if, if i may if i may yes i'm in I'm going to drink anyway, but I'll drink to that. You know, hashtag believe victims, hashtag me too, support. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget, yeah. hashtag Black Lives Matter. Absolutely. They do. Yes, they, they do. do. Sean's of the dead. What do you got for us? Oh, you, you remembered me this time. Yeah, <laughs> I did. It's funny. <laughs> it happens, isn't it? Wow. I, I, I feel special. Right. You're going to have to start editing yourself in there. <laughs> yeah. What? Well, yeah. So you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Slasher, and Grinder, uh, Sean of the Dead. What are you laughing Yo, Sean, Sean, she's trying to chump you out, bro. I know. She's trying to chump you out. Don't take that line down, bro. Wow. <laughs> Put your lights down. You're the dog. Let's box. Let's box. Jeez. Those and, is fighting. Uh, Those is fighting sounds. All yo. these years of turning my brother down, and you went on grinder. <laughs> I'm just disappointed. There is no ignoring I mean, Keep it in the family. <laughs> uh, anyway, continue, sir. Anyway, take care of each other. Wash your hands. Wear your masks. This shit hasn't Indeed. gone away. And be safe. Yeah. Amen. Where are your fucking masks? Why is it so fucking hard for you? To I know. <laughs> well, like, we live in like the burbs, and with... everyone here is fucking ignorant. So we're dealing with all the radical it. people. There go the goddamn it. brownies. <laughs> I, I am like I am a fat guy. I'm fat. <laughs> I, I I sweat a lot. I'm hot, and I wear the fucking mask. No question about it. The shit. I want to take it off, but I fucking wear it. And if I can do it, you can do it. Wear your fucking mask, man. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, that's great. Hey, Darth Vader. Yeah. We all want to be Darth Vader. Be Darth Vader. <laughs> Oh, well, Rob, don't 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 tell me what I should or shouldn't do. Oh oh oh, have to think. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all of Brownsburg right there. Wrapped up in a bow. 
Or you Jesus. shouldn't eat raw sewage. You shouldn't eat raw sewage. Uh, it's, just, it's so stupid. If you enforce it, they complain. If you don't enforce it and just make a scene about it, they're like, oh, I guess you don't want to be around me. I'm like, you're damn right I don't want to be around you. You fucking disease-ridden bitch. Thank you all. Okay. And for me, um, really quickly, um, you can reach me directly and follow the exploits of us. Uh, I try to include everybody um, at the official Twitter at house underscore screens. Um, you can find me um, slasher network and um, on Instagram as candy, the final girl. I'm also a blog writer, um, candy coded horror.wordpress.com. I'm sometimes on Cameron's uh, Jack Up review show podcast when he we'll feels do like it. having me on. We'll do a yeah, top ten. Members us. We'll do. Hey, I and I. You guys haven't responded to the list yet. You've skimmed I it. Did yeah. too. Oh, I right. did too, sir. I then, did too. Then why? No, like I, Cameron, Cam. I'm sorry. I literally made a fucking. I took your list and I literally made a checklist of like the episodes I would do. I just forgot to fucking. Say. I swear <laughs> I told you. Anyway. Yeah, and then you were like, I didn't see so and so on there. I'm like, they were on there. <laughs> Yeah, Cam, Cam I, makes sure he puts everybody's fucking body on there. Put fucking A through Z on that that, that list was 20 pages long. <laughs> Either way, we'll do a top 10 Romero movies. So, get ready. Okay, I'm in. Um, Wait, my final thought to do your Phantasm episode, motherfucker. Better talk, damn it. I'll, I'll schedule it. Just My final word on everything. Everybody's added something to theirs. I would like to add... Um, you know, to look into the the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Uh, yes, by all means. It is very important that we erase the stigma. Um, if you're curious yes. as to my stances on this, please read my blog. I have very personal posts about that, as well as resources for people who are in need. Um, and that's that's my question to that. Fu- and fuck anyone who thinks that because you're mental, you're clearly a serial killer. These are the same fuckers who thought that AIDS was a gay-only disease, who thought yeah. that all this other shit was... Well, I mean, I make no bones about it. I'm mentally ill, and I'm the nicest person you'll ever meet. <laughs> I'm really nice. I had so. a small form of Asperger's, so I'm not going to lie. Yeah. You know, it's okay. And every, it's it's so common, and we got to stop making it weird. Yep. We gotta talk about this. It's important. Talk about it. everybody. Stay spooky. Have a good night. Thank you for being on the show. It was a thank lot of fun. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you. Anytime. Thank you. You buddy. guys are a joy. Uh, this makes Thursday go faster. It's great. Yes. Definitely absolutely. a nice highlight of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. You guys hey. keep rocking. All right. Yeah, take care, guys. Do another week. <laughs>